supporting you in your dog parenting journey. The Dynamic Dog Owner with Debbie Potter. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of The Dynamic Dog Owner. Today we're talking about dog breeds. There are roughly 350 different dog breeds in the world. That's a pretty amazing number. 300 different variations of different dogs. Some of these breeds have been around for hundreds of years and are really old traditional breeds. Some are relatively new. Some are still used for the jobs that they were originally designed for and others have a slightly different lifestyle than what was originally intended for their breed. With many modern day dogs living under such control, I would say tight control, that sounds really weird, Um, living in controlled situations, i.e. they live with humans, they're left on a lead, especially in the UK particularly, our breeds of dogs and new breeds are generally created through humans selecting certain traits to breed from, Um, whether that be within certain breed pedigrees um, to breed certain traits into them or new mixes that get created. There's a lot of interest and a lot of variety about what goes on, but a lot of this, the new breeds are down to us selecting different traits of different breeds and mixing them together. Some of the more old-fashioned old-fashioned traditional original dog breeds are less engineered by humans quite simply because they evolved from years ago so the dog breeds you find in countries where dogs aren't as domesticated as they are in the UK are likely to be more um, of your traditional breeds so it's really interesting when it comes to breeds Um, in the UK there are a lot of different breeds um, And some are rarer than others. Some are really common. What makes people pick the breed that they pick? Um, Who knows? Many people select breeds for very different reasons. Um, So it could be that, you know, your friend had one and you think, he was a nice dog. I'd like one like that. Um, It may be that you have researched their, their traits. What is this dog likely to be like? And you like that particular character analysis. Um, You may look for what size dog you can welcome into your home, what you've got space for, um, what you've got the strength for, um, how strong your dog is. Is it a big, strong dog or is it a milder dog? You may look at traits like shedding, grooming, how much care do they need? You may simply go, I really like the look of that dog. I like how it looks or it may have nostalgic sort of emotions um, if you watched a TV show when you were growing up and you always wanted X dog because it was on your favourite TV show. Um, Your friend may have one, you may have spent time with the breed, it may be that your parents always had a particular breed and you want to carry on because that's what you know. There are so many reasons that people pick the breed they picked. But What we often forget to consider is what was your dog breed meant to do before they were your pet? Many of our pets these days um, live a very honoured life. They have warm beds. They have no job to do, so to speak. um, And they get spoiled. Food's handed to them. Um, They don't have to work for their living 
And that's why there's the coined phrase, it's a dog's life, because they do have a pretty nice life. One of the most important things, I think, when you are selecting a dog, and it's the most important reason, is that type or character of dog going to suit my lifestyle? It's something we often forget to look at. So researching the breed of dog you are going to get is one of the most important things you can do before you actually get them. Um, Most people don't. And obviously you guys are already dog owners listening to this, most of you. Um, I know a lot of people listening who actually don't have a dog, which is really cool. So I'm really cool. I'm really pleased there are people that listen to this that don't have a dog. Um, A, because you may just like it. And B, because if you do get a dog at some point in the future, you're going to have so much extra knowledge you're already going to be dynamic by the time you get your dog um but before you get a dog for me the most important thing is to look at your dog's breed research it and find out if that dog is actually going to be the right dog for you if you've already got a dog you've already picked it it's too too late (laughs) but you may get a dog in the future And equally, it may help you to use this information to actually improve your dog's life and become more dynamic with your current dog. So the importance of what was your breed actually for before we domesticated this breed and had them living in our homes and sharing our lives? What was their job? What was their purpose? What was their daily life like? What were they expected to do? What traits did we as people breed into them? And what have we used them for? Why? Why is it important? Because if we know what the original job of our dog was, we're likely to know what behaviours they are likely to display and quite simply what's normal for them. Um, It's not a surprise then if you get a dog and it starts displaying natural behaviour for it. You don't go, oh, what's it doing that for? Because you already are expecting it. Um, It gives us a better understanding of the reasons behind why they do certain things. And as always, if we have better knowledge, we have information that we can use. It helps to create a better lifestyle for your dog. um, And we as owners can then recognise what they need and provide outlets for natural behaviours um obviously if you remember from our previous one of our previous episodes no two dogs are the same even if they are the same breed so we can categorize or generalize their breed traits um, and say this breed of dog is likely to do x y and z it's not guaranteed you do get some that break the mold but it is likely they're going to display some if not all of the traits that certain dogs have. So it's really important that we understand the reasons behind. So obviously I have uh, retrievers, Labradors and a Golden Retriever. Um, I picked the breed because A, I really like them. Um, I had spent a lot of time around Labradors before I decided to get Dave. Um, I'd spent some time with as a dog walker with Labradors and I really liked their energy. I liked what they did. I liked the fact they liked carrying things around and playing fetch. Um, That was why I picked them. I'd spent time with the breed and enjoyed the breed. But if you think of a golden retriever or a Labrador retriever, particularly Labrador retrievers right now, um, what were they actually bred for? Some people, most people have an idea, but most people don't actually know the true origin. So originally, 
Labrador retrievers were used in Newfoundland, Canada to help fishermen, which is really weird and quirky. Um, you go, oh, weird. We introduced them into the UK to help with working dogs, gun dogs on shoots to pick up animals that had been shot. Um, so they had that soft mouth from picking up fish for fishermen. Um, they liked water, which meant they wouldn't mind if it was wet and muddy in England. Um, and they obviously have carried on that job in the UK. It's therefore goes to stands to reason that labs tend to like water. They like to have things in their mouth. They like to hold things in their mouth and they like to bring things to us. If we know that about our dog and you get a Labrador puppy and it picks everything up and starts carrying it around, you're going to know why. Why is it doing that? And you can harness that natural ability. When we don't understand what they're doing, we can create problems because we try and take stuff off of them, tell them not to pick things up when it's against their nature. I love having labs because I knew what their job was and I wanted them for those reasons. I love the fact that my dogs have to always have something in their mouth. Um, it's quite funny, the things they will pick up. Dave has to have something in his mouth when he greets you. And he'll pick up the nearest thing to the door, whatever it may be. He's been known to pick up like shopping bags or um, like coats. Just go, I've got something in my mouth. It's really cute. I like it and I don't mind it. Think of other breeds that we tend to find around. I mean, these are just random breeds I've selected at random. So don't feel offended if I haven't mentioned your breed and don't feel offended if I have mentioned your breed. Um, they're purely breeds that popped into my head, okay? Um, so look at your collies. Collies bred to herd sheep. Majority of them are still used for that purpose. But we also see them living in urban areas. No different to our, our Labrador Retrievers. A lot are still used in a working gun dog environment but we do obviously also have them in um, home domesticated environments we do see collies majority on farms doing the job they were meant to be meant to be doing but we also see them living in built-up urban areas now collies are bred to control movement so they like to keep the sheep together they're not don't like the sheep going too far away um, but people get really surprised when their collie starts herding them, their children, animals, you've got chickens in the garden, um, trying to control them or they start chasing cars because they don't like movement. They're trying to make it stop. People are surprised by it because they don't necessarily understand that just because they don't live on a farm doesn't mean their collie doesn't want to do that job still. Another breed that, again, is quite a popular breed. And I always, I'm always surprised by their job because you think they're so tiddly how could they do it dachshunds most people are unaware that the job these guys undertook this cute little breed that tends to be one that has been used so much in like a fashion and brand loads of sausage dog um accessories are available they were used as a hunting dog hunting badgers or other small burrowing animals um and they were designed to hunt them out, chase them, dig into their burrow, barking to extract the animal. Um, you don't imagine it with cute little daxies walking around. But being a hunting dog, they are bred to be very determined, 
to chase, to move, to dig, and to alert people barking loudly to their surroundings. So many Daxies in our family life bark a lot. And people are surprised by that. Um, which is cool. Because most people haven't researched the breed. They just look because they look good. Not everybody. Obviously, I'm not tarnishing everyone with the same brush. Some of you guys are going to be amazing and will have researched your breed. But sometimes we forget that they did have a job before they were our pets. They are our pets now, but they had a purpose. They had a job. And it's only fair that we investigate what that was. Because if we don't and we're surprised by it, it's then really unfair for us to moan about the dog doing its natural breed traits and want to change them because they can't help it. It's like me saying, saying to somebody, well, you need to stop doing that. But it's what I do and I really enjoy doing it and it's something I've always done. Well, sorry, you can't do it anymore because I don't like it. We have to respect the dogs for what they were bred for and help them to harness that in the best way they can. So obviously the modern family pet or um, domesticated pet that we have living in our homes, our dog's purpose is to provide affection, sleep on the sofa, go out for walks at the weekend when we have time. More often than not, we want them to fit into our lifestyle. We don't want to have to make too many adaptations because we work, we've got jobs to do, we've got housework, we've got stuff to do. We want our dog to suit our lifestyle. But we forget that there have been thousands of years of evolution that has created the dog we have today. Hundreds of years of them doing particular jobs. Breed the job, their DNA, their learnt behaviours and their breed stereotype doesn't change, doesn't simply disappear because we decided to keep them as pets. In history, every single dog breed had a job. Some were your working hunting dogs. Some were developed as lap dogs purely to keep women warm in cold buildings. They all have a job. The jobs generally were used to help benefit people in some way, not just for affection. So not recognising what they need is detrimental to them. Um, we have a responsibility when we take on a dog that we are going to give it the best life possible it's mutual. It's not about what we can gain from having a dog. It's about what we can gain, but also what we can give to our dog to make it a fair relationship. Domestication happened because there was a mutual dependency. So dogs needed something from us or benefited from being with us. And we obviously benefited from them. That's why domestication happened. That's why we have the pet dogs that we have today. Um, not just for us to take everything. So we have to recognise there's a 50-50 here. We have to take those breed traits into account and think about how we can channel their needs into activities, structured activities that we can provide. So for you know, some dogs are easier than others. Some dogs still are used for their purposes and some dogs it's really easy to channel. So for example, your Labrador, easy, get something soft, teach them to hunt for it, teach them to fetch it, happy days. Um, let them do a bit of swimming every now and again. They are channeling the desires of their breed. Collies in a domestic environment are a little bit more challenging. In a countryside environment, great, we've got space, 
they can do what they need to do when they're living in a busy built-up area it's a lot harder for them but we can do things like there's sports like um sheep balls um where you can teach your dog to control the movement of balls and almost like herd balls instead of sheep um they get generally quite good at agility and hoopers we can channel their energy in different ways your daxies i mean you can't really go badger baiting because that wouldn't be good um but you can help them by having digging pits in your garden letting them lay trails for them letting them scent trails and do tracking with them they're not just because they're small it doesn't mean they can't do all the jobs that other dogs would have done so undertaking tracking or man trailing where dogs your daxies are following scent and then having a nice digging pit in the garden just is something you can do to help channel those natural breed traits and characteristics into something structured we want that domesticated, happy pet dog sleeping on the sofa all day long. We can get that if we recognise what our dog's breed was for, satisfy that need, and then we get the content dog we were after. So it's really important that you know what your dog's breed was bred for. Sometimes it's a bit wishy-washy, especially if you've got a crossbreed. If you've got a crossbreed, you go, oh, well, it was bred for this. Yes, it was in the last 10 or 20, 30 years. But before that, you've got two very strong breeds. So it's not necessarily this new breed. It's the old original breeds that we need to investigate. Have a little look. Discover what your dog's breed was bred for. Break it down and think about what activities they would have had to do, what tasks they would have had to do in that original job how can you create a environment or an activity that replicates it if we replicate it and satisfy those needs you're going to have a happier more content dog which in turn makes your lifestyle and your life a lot easier so have a look on wikipedia um, or on google you're going to get some interesting answers if you're not sure and you want some advice as I said before, we have a Facebook group, so you are very welcome to join our Facebook group and ask some opinions in there. And people are likely to share stuff with you. Our trainers are in the group every day, so we can provide advice too. Um, but knowing what that breed was for will help you. Discover what it is, see how you can harness it, and then you will see your dog flourish. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode about breeds. I find breed origins fascinating. Um, so it's something I'm always passionate to talk about. Um, have a wonderful week. Do research your breed. If you want to share anything with us, say head over to Instagram, pop it on, um, tag us in your findings or head into our Facebook group and share those with us. Uh, have a great week and I will catch up with you very soon. Thank you for listening to The Dynamic Dog Owner with me, Debbie Potter. See you next time.